the Burr method. Should you do it? Should you not? This is Better Wealth Reacts. My name is Caleb Williams. And in today's video, we're going to be reacting to someone uh, talking about the Burr method and really giving us the 101. Um, he's got big claims that he's purchased hundreds of, of rental real estate and really built an empire using this Burr method. And if you've been around the block at least once as it relates to the real estate space, you know that this is a common strategy that many people talk about, the house hack and really start small uh, and to, to build an empire. What I will be doing is giving my two cents throughout the video and then my final thoughts at the end of the video. So without further ado, let's jump in. Hey guys, it's Caleb Williams with I have used this method I'm about to show you to buy over 150 single family rental properties, to buy over 125 apartment complex doors, and to buy over 50,000 square foot of self storage space, all without using any of my own money. Let me introduce to you a method that changed my life. I want to quickly and simply explain it so you can understand it, then go out and implement it. I, I love this guy's energy so far. I love that he has like a, a stress ball in his hand while he's explaining. And like always, we will have their channel, their full video unedited in the link below. I'm not even gonna do any fancy editing. I don't wanna be in a house. I don't want any distractions. I just wanna have me and you and the smart board so you can understand how to work this because it can change your life. If you want to start to buy rental properties that can create financial freedom, love. these next couple minutes could change your life. So pay attention and focus. Let's go. You can use this method to buy any type of real estate as long as you can add value and you can rent it. It's called the Burrs Method and it stands for Buy, Rehab, Rent, Refinance, and Scale. Now you probably haven't heard of it unless you've heard it from me, but you might have heard of the Burr Method, the Buy, Rehab, Rent, Refinance, and Repeat Method. Brandon Turner coined that a few years ago. He didn't invent this process. Brandon Turner is like the goat of the real estate, especially the real estate marketing. He was one of the key people in Bigger Pockets, and what he just referenced is what I I have learned. So I guess we're going to be learning his version of the Burr method. But he kind of made it into five letters so people could understand it. I liked what he did, but that last step, that repeat, that wasn't quite enough for me. So I took out the R and added an S for scale. I'm going to explain how to scale this so you can create financial freedom at the end when I go over that step. Agreed. If you want to create financial freedom, hit, hit that, that like button. button and share it with a friend. I'm going to start here and explain each step quickly. Then I'm going to hop over to the smart board and show you a real life example so you can understand the process and see it in real life because the quicker and the better you understand this, the more likely you are to create financial freedom sooner. The first step is to buy the property. Of course, if you want to own a rental property, you have to buy a rental property. In this step, you're gonna to need to find a distressed property. This whole thing is predicated on the idea of creating equity by rehabbing the property. You need to purchase said distressed property with somebody else's money. It's usually a hard money lender or a private money lender. It could be your own money, but it's usually borrowed money. If you want to know where you can find that money, check out this video above. I will say that Pace Morby does a phenomenal job. I will react to videos, many videos probably to come in the future on creative ways to buy properties with no money out of pocket. Um, I think a lot of times we skip over this and be like, buy, buy a property with no money down or, you know, you need to use other people's money. It's like so easy to say and it's a lot harder to actually do. Um, and I'm not saying like it's hard to do it. It's just like there's a couple more steps on just like having it be a talking point that you do. As I said, you have to find a distressed property, sad face distressed property. That's how yep. this whole process starts. So you buy said distressed property with other people's money. In this case, what I did was I went to our private lender. His name is Steve. 
This is what he looks like. I love how he has a stress ball while he's drawing that out. Like, I love this guy's energy. He doesn't look like that, but you get it. I went to Steve to borrow the money to purchase this property. This property at the time cost $100,000. So I used $100,000 of Steve's money to buy this distressed property. The next step is the rehab step. A distressed property doesn't do me a ton of good because I need to add value and get a tenant in place. And I want a good tenant and they don't want to live in distressed property. So what I do next is get the property repaired and fix it up. I went to the same private lender to do that. So that private lender, Steve, wrote me a check for $150,000. I used 100 of it to buy the distressed property and I used 50,000 of it to fix up the property. So now I got this property that is no longer distressed, it's happy. And so you're buying a distressed property, you're rehabbing it, you're putting 150 in. I'm assuming that you're, the value of the house is increasing, which is gonna be part of the magic because you're literally adding sweat equity into the deal. That's why this whole concept of you need to buy a distressed property because how can you rehab a already perfect property. That's why this whole concept is you need to buy something that you can add value to, to increase the value of the home. How do I get Steve's money back without using any of mine? This is when you take that distressed property and you fix it up and you get it ready to take to the market to get a renter in place. Now this step, you can use that same other people's money source from that first step, or you can use another source. There's a lot of different places like credit cards or lines of credit or your own money or the other sources that you use on that first step. There's a lot of options, but basically you need to take that distressed property and fix it up. The next step is the rent step. You're gonna take this newly fixed up property and you're gonna get it rented out to an amazing tenant. You need to get it rented because you need to start to bring in cash so that you can take it to the next step. It's a rental property. So obviously you're gonna to need to get the property rented. So have a good screening criteria Area, the better tenant you get in place, the more cash flow you're gonna make. Take your time and get a good tenant in place. There's more good tenants out there than good landlords. So if you're gonna be a good landlord, you will have your pick of good tenants, especially with a newly rehab property. The fourth step is the refinance step. This is kind of where the rubber meets the road. This is usually the most confusing step to people. This is the step where you're gonna take your property to a local bank or a local credit union, and they're gonna do a cash out refinance. One of the reasons you wanna have the rent is not only are they looking at the house value, but you can also now include the rent income as a part of that loan process. And so that's like, not only does the house should be more valuable, but the house is bringing in income and both of them will be beneficial to when you're working with the bank. So what you do is you take your rented, fixed up property, gotta have both of those things to a small yep. local bank or a small local credit union. Not your big Bank of America's commerce banks, not your big national banks. They don't want anything to do with these types of deals. So you take this rented, fixed up property to a small local bank's commercial lending division, and they will write you a check for up to 80% of the appraised value. But this property actually appraised for $200,000, which is kind of BS, is actually worth more like 215 at the time. It's like a double-edged sword because you want the bank to see that it's valued up, but you don't want to pay taxes on a high value house. So it's like, it's it's almost like entrepreneurs that want to like pay no taxes, but need uh, to income for to qualify for a home. So it's like that double-edged sword. No big deal. You don't always get the appraised value that you yes. want. That's why you got to be super conservative in your initial underwriting of the deal and do as best you can to stick to your rehab budget. And for simplicity purposes, I took that entire $160,000 and paid back my private lender, Steve. Now he's happy, that's him happy. So he wrote me a check for $150,000. I bought and fixed up a house and then I got it rented and then I did a refinance and I wrote him a check back for $160,000. So he made $10,000 on $150,000 investment 
in about 90 days. So great investment for him. He's ready to do another one. I do owe the bank that $160,000, but as I said, I owe them that in the form of a mortgage that I'm gonna pay back over the next 25 years. At the time, I think at about 4%. So a very small monthly payment, which allows for that rent to cover the mortgage and all owning expenses, plus positive cash flow. Make sure every rental property you have cash flows positively. Of course, you're gonna get equity growth with the rental property going up in value over time and the more is getting paid down by the tenant, but you gotta have cash flow as well. But basically this step just allows you to start to pay people back. The bank wrote you a check, so you do owe them money, but that check is now a mortgage. So you have several years, probably 25 to 30 years to pay them back at a very small monthly payment. Now I will say if you said commercial loans, there's many commercial loans that you, you could amortize over 30 years, but a lot of times you're looking at it around 15 or 20 years. So that obviously needs to be going into the equation and the overall theme is be very very conservative because you can see when you look at this not to be johnny Raincloud here but if one thing the rehab if like you open up a wall and it, it's like you destroyed something or there's mold or something like that could create problems rent obviously you want to make sure like you can be very conservative and know that you can get a renter for the quality of price and then the other thing is like not all banks are created equal a bank literally one person one person could be having an off day or you could offend them or they like or whatnot and they just they give you a low ball appraisal and the whole thing becomes problematic so it's again i don't again i i, I think this is awesome i'm actually a huge fan of this um i just can't help myself till the end of the video i just think you also need to factor in that there could be stuff and it's like one thing to watch a video and it's another thing to actually do and and so far i think uh, this gentleman's doing a phenomenal job laying out the pieces to it. Um, but I think a lot of times we think it's a little too easy. So your rent covers your monthly payment and all your owning expenses plus positive cash flow. So now you're done. You've got a fixed up property that's rented. You paid back your initial money source. Now the only place that you owe money to is the bank, but the rent covers that like I stated. Now, if you want to do this at a higher level and do it bigger, better, faster, stronger, more efficiently, you're going to need to learn how to scale, which is a faster freedom original hashtag original we're gonna go over that on the whiteboard and show you actually steps to scale with the scale acronym so assuming you want that financial freedom we talked about earlier rather than repeat I changed it to scale which I think everybody knows scaling is growing doing Green. more in less time and I made it an acronym just like the burrs method so the acronym stands for systems you have to create systems around each step if you want to scale you have to create systems and processes which is no fun but guess what creating wealth isn't always fun there are certain things you have to do and discipline you have to have to create these systems and processes that will allow you to be more efficient so create systems and processes around each step the next is Coaching, you have to lean on somebody else that's already been there and done that. I feel like I'm kind of virtually coaching you now, so this is a good first step. You can find coaches in your local market. You can check out all my social media. Whatever you wanna do, get involved in some type of coaching. It can be free and it can be paid, but like anything else, if it's a good coach, you're gonna get what you pay for. So I always suggest paying for some type of coach. Now I do have a mentorship I don't talk about a lot. Description below. Or now I do have a mentorship that I'll talk about a lot. If you want information on that, just send me a message on Instagram. If not, just enjoy my free yep. stuff and find another mentor. The next step is action. This is the most exciting step and a very, very important step, but a step that a lot of people don't actually take because they get that analysis paralysis. You have to go out there and learn on the job. 80% of what you're gonna learn is by taking action. 
The next step is you have to increase your lead flow. If you want to buy more rentals, you need more leads because not every distressed property you look at, you're yep. gonna buy. So if you wanna buy 10, 15, 20 rentals this year, that's fine, that's great, you can, but you're going to have to probably look at 50, 60, 70, maybe 80 property. You're gonna have to do things to increase that lead flow, whether it be driving for dollars, whether it be networking, whether it be spending money on direct mail or some other type of advertising, you need to get more numbers. The last step is extra funding. Now you need funding for one deal, but you're gonna need extra funding if you want to scale. You're gonna need more than one private money lender. You're gonna need more than one hard money lender. You're gonna need more banks to work with, not just one small local bank. So do the things that are required as in going to meet private lenders, looking up hard money lenders, going to talk to banks, talk to other real estate investors that you can meet your local meetups, what funding sources they use. So just get more funding sources so money is not the reason you can't buy a rental property. It's that simple. Now there's a difference between simple and easy. This is a simple process, but it's not easy. It requires time and effort and energy and focus. All right, so he, here's my overall thoughts. I thought that video was well done. It lays out the, the you know, you buy, you rehab, um, you, you rent it out, you refinance, and then instead of repeat, which I, I actually like a lot, you repeat it again and again and again. Um, you're, he's talking about scaling and what he's essentially saying is you need good systems, um, you need to have coaches and all, all these all these things from a standpoint of, of helping you scale to the next level, which we would all tend to agree with. Here's, here's my initial take. I think the I, concept of the Burr method is being able to buy, add value, and then be able to use, um, like pull out money using a bank and that concept of like you're able to buy put a hundred in let's just say or 200 in and then have something valued at like 300 or 400 and then be able to take money out while that's still being an asset like that concept for me is really really key and so like in everything i try to like take a step back and say how do i apply this concept to not just real estate but to anything like where what are opportunities in my life in investment areas that I, that I have access to that I can buy, increase the value, and then still get benefits, but be able to cash out. And so I think the, the beautiful thing about real estate and the reason why real estate has grown is the function of banking, like the function of people getting loans and you not having to save up all this money. Like it's allowed people to use this. And, and unfortunately right now it's easier to get a real estate loan than it is a business loan. But I think the concept is, is really, really a beautiful concept. So here's what I would say is you don't necessarily need to use other people's money. If you have a property or a project that you know that through rehab, you can increase the value um, significantly and potentially get renters or potentially like if you put in, in this example, $50,000, but you can increase the value by 100 or 200 or, you know, I, I know that sounds crazy, but there's some things that you can do when it comes to real estate. Like when you look at kitchens and bathrooms, there's certain things that you can work on that can give you a two or three extra turn. Um, there, that's like really beneficial to know. And uh, last thing I'll say is I know somebody personally in the real estate game that they do this with their personal residence. They buy a home, they fix it up to live in and they like, they truly like they're, they, they're, they're building, buying million dollar homes. These are not like just random homes. Like they're buying a home 
and they're putting maybe 500 to a million dollars into the home and now they're now they're selling it a couple of years later for three or four million dollars and they're doing that again and again and again and in the process they enjoy the, the fixing up process they enjoy working with contractors they enjoy that process and so i think that's another example of they not following the the typical method but they're they're like uh, up leveling and it's like a investment in the process of them up leveling and living in pretty amazing home. So overall, how can you take your activities and create more than one benefit? The Burr method really allows you to think outside the box and get paid in multiple different ways. And, and that's my big takeaway. We'd love to hear your big takeaway from a standpoint. Did you like the video or your key concepts? Um, we are only going to grow if you guys uh, engage with us and help us share our message. So I wanna hear what are other videos that I need to be watching? What are what are questions that you have for me? How can we best serve you in your journey of better wealth? If you wanna learn more about better wealth, you can go to betterwealth.com. We have some links down below on how you can best connect with our team. We're here to serve you and I hope you have an amazing rest of your day. Hey, if you wanna learn more about the AND asset, check out all the resources, including a 61 page handbook in the vault below. Thank you so much for listening to the Better Wealth Podcast. It would mean the world to me if you could hit subscribe, leave a review, and share this with the people that you know and love.